0: Hello everybody, and welcome to G-Wiz, your family-friendly podcast where we discuss D&D Onslaught, Dice Masters, Heroclix, and the other entertaining games made by WizKids. I'm WizDad, that unreleased Dice Master set that is mysterious and full of intrigue, but never seems to show up on time. I will be your guide for navigating the competitive and casual scenes of the WizKids Triforce of gaming. It is Dice Masters Monday. Today, we are going to finish our essential review of Secret Wars. But before that, though, we need to talk about worlds in the WizKids Progress Report. Kowalski, progress report. Uh, so, for today, I'm going to keep it a little brief because obviously there's not much to talk about yet. Uh, worlds is just around the corner, we're a couple days away from worlds officially starting. Um, now you may be thinking once again WizDad, dad why are we talking about worlds dice masters isn't even there well that's technically true and technically not true just a friendly reminder if you are not on the discord pages check out the dice masters discord server the facebook pages we are running a unofficial charity tournament at worlds it's going to be held at the graceland cafeteria <laughs> if that makes sense the graceland uh convention center cafeteria right outside where all the other WizKids kids games are being played it's going to be on saturday which should be what september 16th at 5 p.m uh the plan is for it's going to be a charity draft tournament i've got three boxes three display cases of secret wars uh i will Um, have them there to to give out for a draft, right? The entry is just a $10 charity donation to the Mid-South Food Bank. We're not accepting money personally. Uh, This is all for charity. We do ask that you show some sort of record, like some sort of receipt that you did donate to the Mid-South Food Bank. That'd be great because we want to be able to say at the end, hey, we raised this much money. Uh, Right now, it looks like we've got probably like 10 people maybe or more um, and if you've never played Dice Masters, this is a great time to join in and play. We're going to have plenty of extra sidekicks to be able to show you how to play, show you how to get into the game. If you haven't played in a while, guess what? The game hasn't changed that much, and it's a draft, so you'll be perfectly fine. Uh, so come join us Saturday 5 p.m. There's not a ton going on Saturday evening, so yeah, just stop on by. We'll do a quick draft tournament. There is a official trophy, which looks great so definitely definitely um join us because i think it's going to be a great time trying to show WizKids that there is support for dice masters even if they're not sure what to do with it there is support the community wants to support the game and we deserve to be there at worlds in some capacity uh this wouldn't have been a problem if they even just held some rainbow drafts or did something right that would have been perfectly okay we're also still holding hope that we hear some news about House of X during the fan appreciation event. Uh, I don't think there was anything at Alliance Open House, but because uh, we've seen some screenshots from there. But once again, maybe they weren't taking screenshots of the Dice Master slide. Um, I'm not anticipating much of Worlds. I'm hoping we get maybe one slide that at least shows House of X, since that is the only set we know of that is slated to be out in November. But that's about all I've got for the progress report. Hopefully next week I will have a lot more information to talk about. But in the meantime, let's finish our Secret Wars essential kit. What you need from Secret Wars. I believe we ended right before we got to Molecule Man. So let's hop into fishing with WizDad. Get your gear, little man. We're going fishing. And I mean now. All right, to get back to where we were with the... Secret Wars essentials list we're gonna start with the super rare Molecule Man cheeseburger eater now Molecule Man in and of itself is a um he's got multiple lines that are very very interesting multiple I should say rarities that are interesting the super rare one I'm not so sure about it is a four shield while Molecule Man is active your Spider-Man characters uh cost one less to field cost one less to purchase and return to the field zone after they deal combat damage to your opponent now i'm not unfortunately i'm not super savvy on how many spider man there are currently uh so it might be that that's one you wanna you know uh keep it in your wheelhouse in your, in your in the back of your brain uh because it's definitely something that could be good it's just right now if i were to look out there at the affiliation Um, there's some there's like dazzler and what and whatnot but there's not um, a ton right now there's just 14 I believe Uh, most of them actually all of them coming out of this set so uh, looking at the ones out of the set I don't think I've talked about any yet so that kind of tells you outside of maybe dazzler that's kind of should be the key concept of uh, maybe it's not good enough yet But, it is one to note. Uh, I don't think there's any, shouldn't be any Spider-Man in House of X, because Spider-Man wasn't really in House of X. But, any future sets that we may have, that is a very good ability, very good ability, for anyone that has Spider-Man affiliation. The Molecule Man that I've used, because it is Fantastic Four, is the Dinosaur Colorado one, that's the rare uh, when Molecule Man is active, your opponent must pay two energy to block each of your character Fantastic Four character dice. That's huge. That's awesome. When you're playing the Fantastic Four team affiliation, you probably want him on the field as soon as possible. Uh, outside of like Invisible Woman, obviously with the four shield cost, uh, you're not getting him out immediately. It's going to take a little bit, a little bit of ramp to get up there. But once you get him out, though, he he does work incredibly well especially when you get the thing out there to help kind of take some of the the hits he's able to kind of sit out there freely and make your opponent really think about do they want to pay the energy to block your characters and once you get those invisible women going and once again i'm not talking purely about uh just the alternate wind condition version but when you get those invisible women out that are hitting for four or five it it could steamroll out of control especially if they can't afford to block you So I would say Dinosaur Colorado Molecule Man is one of the key pieces you want to get if you're fielding any sort of Fantastic Four team or at least a hybrid. The Uncommon Molecule Man Megalomaniac is a three shield cost. It has a deadly, at the end of turn, KO all character dice that were engaged with this character. It also has a global pay one shield. The first character you field this turn is free to field. So that... Probably you're playing that for the global, less for the deadly part, because uh, this he's an okay static character. He's he's a two zero co- a two field cost. Sorry, he has two sides that are zero field cost, and then his highest level is a two field cost for five five. So uh, you're probably playing that version for the global. Kind of helps you pay for fielding for free, or, or at least cheaper. Uh, especially if you're playing any sort of characters that have a high field cost moving on to uh, the, the the key cog in some of the fantastic four teams uh, let's start uh, that's mr fantastic we'll start with brain box which costs three masks it's the rare when fielded your character your opponent sorry chooses an affiliation ko2 target character dice that are not that affiliation so it's a very good ability that allows you to kind of clear some of the field it allows you to get rid of some of your opponent's pieces it really depends on what they have fielded and kind of the timing it can be a little tricky to time it right uh but one thing about mr fantastic is that he is very kind of beefy he doesn't deal a lot of damage his he's a one two two field cost and he only has a one attack then or sorry one attack two attack two attack going up levels But he has a 5, 6, 7 health. Like, that's pretty significant. He can take take some hits for a 3 cost. So even if you're not trying to use his fielded ability, he's still potentially very good to just kind of soak up some hits. It's also worth it to where if you need to KO your own pieces, maybe you've got a Corvus or something. I I don't know. Some piece you want to take out on your team. You could field him. And hope that your opponent doesn't choose that affiliation and know that's what you're doing but otherwise uh, it's good for clearing out certain pieces that might be difficult to take out on your own the next one is the uncommon mr fantastic brilliant scientist Uh, I won't stay too long on this one Uh, he gets an ability mr fantastic gets plus two and plus plus two attack and plus two defense while blocking and then the global is pay a mask target character die must attack this turn that's a pretty good global if you need to kind of make your opponent engage when they typically won't engage it's all right i think there are better mr fantastic the next one's probably the best but it's not bad if you need someone with that kind of condition and it's kind of a relatively low cost once again a three mask to play the mr fantastic i want to talk about is the super rare one um, this one is great for a fantastic four team three mask when fielded roll a die from your bag for each of your active fantastic four character dice so if you can start wheeling those invisible women out mr fantastics out there you can kind of it's like a pseudo prep because you're just rolling dice from your bag for each of your active character dice so if you've got four out there you're rolling four dice and you could potentially instantly play them potentially get more invisible woman more like a thing get the get the character that you need out there so it's very very good i prefer this one over the uh common version the the first one i mentioned uh i like this mr fantastic a lot uh, i played him on my fantastic four team and he enabled a lot of things especially since that team does not have a lot of prep it's it's reliant on your opponent's prep so th- this is very very nice Continuing forward, we're going on to Namor. Namor, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on because I don't feel like is that great, but because he's Fantastic for he's worth talking about. Uh, there's the Common King of the Deep. You could pay... He has... When he blocks or his bought, he gets plus three attack. He's a three-cost shield. Global, pay a shield. Target character die, gets plus one defense. Okay. That's nice. Um, the, four co- the four shield, the rare, I should say, leading the Cabal four shield costs when namor is active your opponent must pay three life to declare blockers that's better you're not playing you're not playing you're not playing that version of fantastic four uh because it's a villain so uh that one's probably not seeing a lot of play except for maybe on a villain team i could see that being a uh a, a kind of a pseudo molecule man of requiring your opponent to play pay life to declare blockers And then finally you've got the uncommon one warring with the surface he has fantastic four and then the infinity i guess team affiliation when fielded each player draws three dice and fields all sidekicks drawn this way each player places the remaining dice in their bag or used pile that's fine getting more sidekicks out there if you've got a corvus or something that could kind of eat those uh, or a dark phoenix global that you want to kind of take away some of those uh, sidekicks not bad to go ahead and field him. He's not bad cost-wise, like a four cost shield, three attack, three defense, zero uh, zero field cost. Level 2 is a one field cost, four attack, four defense, and then a two field cost 5 5 for his level 3. Not bad. Overall Namor's kind of a bit underwhelming. And then finally, uh well not finally, we've got quite a few more to go. Let's talk about the Phoenix Force Cyclops. I've heard a lot about Phoenix Force Cyclops he this one is bonded to the force of common he is a five lightning bolt cost uh, when fielded choose an opposing character card canceling all previous choices that character gets minus five attack while phoenix force cyclops is alive uh, phoenix force cyclops it can be very very beefy especially you, if you get to his level three his level three is a three field cost which is pricey but you get an eight attack ten defense like that's massive uh, you could argue his two costs is better, seven sevens, because, you know, seven seven is still very, very good, but a ten defense is pretty incredible uh, just for that cost. And then you've got the Fighting Against Doom, the super rare five lightning cost. When fielded, choose an opposing character card, canceling all previous choices. Your opponent can't field that character die until Phoenix Four Cyclops leaves the field zone. Global is uh, pay. I can't see what that is uh pay something it's probably a lightning bolt pay a lightning move a phoenix force die from your use pile to your field zone at its lowest level that's fine that's useful if you're playing a phoenix force type team I believe this is the phoenix force cyclops that people were talking about helping counter master mold because you can say you can't feel that die until he leaves and he's kind of relatively hard to take out uh, because he could be a a bit beefy Um, so he is kind of a counter uh Drax is better but uh, technically you could play both so this is not bad if you don't have Drax uh he could do more damage he could do something that you know Drax can't do and then finally with Phoenix Force Cyclops we've got surviving the metaverse six cost lightning while Phoenix Force Cyclops is active this is the rare When Phoenix Force Cyclops is active at the start of your opponent's attack step they pick an affiliation only sidekick and characters of that affiliation may attack uh, so if they are a team that's not really um not like a team affiliated right not like uh you know fantastic four but if they're playing kind of a mishmash uh that can get that could bite them a bit um i don't know if the fantastic four coloss the uh the sentinels have a team affiliation but uh either way it's interesting the six cost is a little uh a little sad though that's that's kind of pricey now moving into another basic action we're going to talk about pirate broadcast that's a three cost uh the ability on it is cancel any persistent global ability effects neither player may use global effects until the end of your turn prep a die from your bag that's solid and then you've got the global pay one energy target global ability cannot be used until the start of your next turn use this global ability only once per turn so that's useful for some of those globals that are uh, a little bit oppressive if you know your team really uh, your opponent really needs some prep you can kind of use that to the global to kind of shut off their prep capabilities especially if you're fielding a team that doesn't have prep yourself so uh it's a very useful basic action i would say that you definitely want to have a copy of it because especially if globals continue to grow and there's some more oppressive ones being able to kind of just pay an energy and Turn it off for a turn could be pretty clutch, not gonna lie. Very, very clutch. Next, we've got Rare Scarlet Witch Wanda, 5 energy cost. When fielded, ignore all text on opposing character cards until end of turn, including global abilities. So that's very good. Obviously, her field costs for levels 1 and 2 are 0 and 1 on her level 3 ignoring all text on opposing character cards is great she is kind of frail so they, she could get kind of taken out pretty quickly um so you would want to have some sort of protection there she is x-men team affiliation so there might be something to work with there anything that helps ignore text and like kind of wipes cards is important to think about and probably important to have um i have not yet seen a team not that i'm cognizant of every team but uh i haven't seen a team with her yet but she is definitely one to keep in the back of your brain especially with house of x house of x adding a lot more x-men uh, you know there's there's definitely potential there not that not that we need more x-men right next up we've got the shield uh sheriff strange isle of uh ooh, agamotto isle of agamotto it's the common while sheriff strange is active when you use an action die re-roll target character die that's pretty good i guess um, it's not bad being able to reroll a target character die, especially if it's something that's level three and you kind of want to turn them down to an energy. The potential is there. You have to use an action die. So it would have to be built on a team that heavily uses or somewhat uses their action die. So just keep that in mind if you're picking him up. But he has something that allows you to reroll target character die, which is important to note for future reference. Up next, we have the shock and grasp basic action. That's a 2 cost, it's a common, deal 1 damage to a target character die, if that character is KO'd by this damage you may prep this die. So it's like a pseudo prep if you see that your opponent is playing a lot of low level characters. Now I don't know if this works against sidekicks because it says character die, so I don't think you can just take out your opponent's sidekicks, but it is useful as kind of a pseudo prep because you can use it to kind of take out your opponent and prep a die which is always, always nice. So it's one to, to have on hand up next we have spider gwen the spectacular so now we're finally hitting those spider-man team affiliations i was talking about before she's an uncommon three lightning bolt cost one fielded deal five damage to a target character die Ooh, spider gwen dice can't attack the turn they are fielded okay she has a global pay one uh lightning energy if target die deals combat damage to your opponent Put it into your bag instead of the used pile. Okay. That could be useful. That could be very, very useful. Um, The key thing with her, like Invisible Woman, she is a zero field cost. She kind of doesn't really work with Molecule Man because she doesn't have a field cost to begin with. But zero field cost for all three levels. Uh, dealing that five damage when she's fielded. She can't attack, obviously, but just dealing the blank five damage is great because she does not do five damage on her own um that's good like she's very good i like zero i always like zero field cost units because there's always those times when you're like oh, i got my big person out there i wish i had one more person and it's nice having the spider gwen the invisible women out there to be able to do to be able to kind of be another presence on the field <laughs> up next we have spider-man black suit super rare he's got the avengers and spider-man team affiliation five fists cost Opposing non-fist character die skip, minus one attack, minus one defense. And, ah, this one's used for the global for sure. Global pay one fist, spin an opponent's fist character down one level. Anytime you have something that spins a fi- uh, spins a character die down, that could be very, very clutch. Especially if it's a global. He's good on his own. Uh, he only has uh, zero field cost for level one. Level two, three is a one field cost, but he gets to a five, five, which isn't bad. You could get that to a zero field cost if you play Molecule Man, obviously. But uh, that's not bad at all. Uh, There's a lot. I don't know what the average uh, symbol is nowadays for teams, but I can't imagine a lot of them are fist. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty, but uh, that that is interesting. He's definitely one you want to keep an eye on. Up next, we've got Star-Lord Black Vortex, three fist cost, super rare. He's got the Guardians of the Galaxy team affiliation. He's got Team Watch, deal 2 damage to target character die and prep a die from your bag. I don't know how um, how many Guardians there are currently. I, I assume with Infinity there's a decent amount, right? Um, yeah, there is a decent amount out there. Yeah, obviously Drax. You've got some really good pieces, which we'll cover uh, going into November. Uh, so that there's, there's something there with that, with the Team Watch, especially with all the rest of the guardians pieces because there's only four guardians in the set all of them which are star lord (laughs) so uh it's kind of like he's a holdover from infinity gauntlet into this set but if you're playing in guardians of the galaxy team he seems like to be a decent one to field he's once again he's only a three cost to to purchase and that team watch is pretty good it's kind of like a good method of prepping for your uh for your team up next we have Stormbreaker Ray Corbinite. He is a 5 shield cost. He has also got a lot of words on his card. Uh, he is, he's got a, what is that? Is that Infinity Watch? It's the, Or is it the Thor core? Whatever the Thor symbol is for team affiliation, he's got it. He's a rare. He's got Energize, deal 2 damage to a target. Fist character die when fielded KO. Target fist character die. Cool. Global pay three energy. Roll a character die from your used pile. Field it if it shows a character face. Can only be used if one of your character dice was spun to an energy face or re-rolled this turn. It seems very uh, situational. But he's pretty good on his own. Like I don't know how strong the Thor core is. Um, But it, it is... Interesting. It looks like there's actually a decent amount in the set and a decent amount in Infinity Gauntlet. So it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, I don't mind it. It's a useful global. Like I said before, almost every global you should keep an eye on. Almost every global is something you should note in your little memory bank of, hey, this character exists. We need to keep an eye on it. Up next is Terax, Namor's Cabal. Six cost Fist. Rare when Terax is active, when one of your character dice is KO'd, deal four damage to a target character die. So that's that's actually really, really good, <laughs> really, really good because you can you can there's capabilities of KOing your own characters. Obviously with uh like Dark Phoenix or or Corvus or something, you you have capabilities of just KOing your own character dice, and so being able to use that to kind of farm terax's ability of dealing five damage to a target character is useful to deal damage without having to actually like attack with like fielding a, a character and attacking with it so that's useful i don't know off the top of my head what teams would use it but i'm sure there are Ooh, this one's interesting up next is the maker betrayer five mass cost rare when fielded spin x of your character's dice to energy faces then spin X target opposing character dice to energy faces. That is neat. That is very neat. It's a villain. That really kind of just... It's a way to manipulate your opponent's board at the cost of your own. But if you are... You know, if you have a bunch of characters out there, you're able to field a lot. And able to kind of just manipulate their field by turning yours down to energy and they have to turn theirs down that's very very interesting very cool uh he doesn't do much damage he's a very defensive uh piece um but that's cool i like that i've learned when i've played in the world's tournament that having manipulation to spin down characters is very very strong all right, we're in the, we're in the uh, stretch run now. Up next is the Siege Perilous. Now, I have not covered a lot of epic basic actions. Um, I know there were some in the... Uh, like, uh, we had the one, the Cosmic Cube, and the previous one. But th- it, for a set that has a lot of these cool, like, cosmic items, epic basic actions, essentially, there's not a lot of, on the list. I wonder how useful they actually are but this one is to siege perilous it's a four cost each player rolls it all dice from their prep area and used pile and each player may immediately field all of those character dice for free Ooh. Ooh, boy that is probably a epic basic action that is kind of outside my familiarity i can see there being a team that basically preps a bunch gets a lot of pieces in their used pile and then strategically plays this so that way they can suddenly field all their characters. Don't think you're really pulling that off with Fantastic Four. That'd be cool if you could, uh, but probably not. But being able to field all of those for free, that's interesting. That is very interesting. But it is an epic basic action, so uh, th- there are the parameters for being able to do that. So just keep that in mind. Now comes back to Fantastic Four, speaking of it. We're up to thought uh, Thing, I almost said Thon, Thing brawn of the team uh he's a rare six fist cost one field to put a plus one attack and plus one defensive token on each of your fantastic four characters super solid um, he actually is a fantastic four prep he has the global pay fist once per turn on your turn prep a die from your bag so he is kind of like the fantastic four prep fortunately though it's really hard not to want to play one of his other cards uh when i was building fantastic four working with um, Jocelyn and Kim on building my Fantastic Four team. I really wanted to fit him on there, but it's so difficult because you need the other Fantastic, you, you need the other thing, which we will talk about now. And that is the uncommon The Shield thing. The reason why you want this one, it's a five fist cost. While Thing is active, your opponent can't target your other characters. Your other character dice. Just period. They can't target it. Uh, That's super duper strong. That means they have to figure out how to solve and take care of thing. Which you you could argue is pretty easy sometimes. uh, Depending on what you got. But he's also beefy. If you get him on level 3, he's a 7-7. So he could take some hits. Um, Having him and molecule man is kind of the golden combo with fantastic four because you have thing out there then you have the molecule man that makes it where they have to pay two energy to block and you just keep attacking and they can only really target thing and it is very very uh very um dangerous very dangerous now obviously you can wipe out his card whatever with uh with something like typhoid or something like that or or never field them i've been draxed before Uh, but it's very very interesting next up we have the wallop basic action it's a four cost ko target level one character die and then if you get the double asterisk instead ko target level one or level two character die and then you have a global pay fist target blocked character die deals no damage solid I know this is a reprint, Uh, target blocked character die deals no damage. That's pretty good, um, if you want it to be. Um, KOing just a level 1 character die could be good also, Um, but like most basic actions, it's kind of very situational. And then last but not least, uh, we've got Wolverine, your play hero, an uncommon. 4 cost fist, when Wolverine KOs a character die, add it to your owner's bag instead of sending it to the prep area. And then he has the kind of traditional wolverine global at this point global pay a fist once per turn on your turn prep a die from your bag so he gives you a global prep which a lot of teams use nowadays a lot of teams like who doesn't like getting more <laughs> dice out of their bag right so wolverine is definitely one you want to hold on to especially if you don't have the super rare wolverine um especially since we don't know if rotation or if you know, if rotation's even happening but when it does, there exists the realm of possibility that Dark Phoenix will go, and Secret Wars will still exist. So you probably want to keep, probably want to keep that handy. So that is pretty much all of the essentialists of Secret Wars. Uh, I'm glad I was able to get through it because this is what we're playing with at our world's charity tournament. Uh, My plan is to go through some of the other sets, and once again, this is a list from DM North, so I did not come up with it. Uh, All credit goes to them for creating this list. But I emphasize again, if you're listening to this episode because you're curious about Dice Masters, uh, start with Secret Wars, plenty of good pieces in it, they're going to last a while. Uh, You could build some really formidable teams out of there. You could also, if you want a separate set, feel good about Infinity Gauntlet, just because those kind of go in tandem when it comes to teams. You could probably build a Guardians team out of it. Uh, Maybe some Fantastic Four, Spider-Man. It's a lot uh, available out there. And once again, I'll emphasize that Dice Masters is an incredibly fun game. That from what we've been told, WizKids is not dropping as as much as it may seem. So uh, they're trying to figure out what to do with it, which makes sense. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of G-Wiz. I apologize that it's taking me so long to get this episode out. I am in full preparation mode for Worlds, which means I have a lot I'm trying to get through. Um, I'm going to try to record an episode Wednesday, uh, maybe while I'm on the road, uh, because it is a five-hour drive for me to get to Memphis. So I might record an episode about Onslaught or just kind of a general Worlds episode for Wednesday, Worlds Wednesday, just kind of talking about my general opinions about Worlds, My feelings about all the games. I know I've been talking about it uh, incessantly for the past few weeks. And I'm sure some of you are more than happy for Worlds to be over. But until then, thank you guys for listening to this episode of G-Wiz. And you have a fantastic day.